healing from mental and physical abuse. And um, this is the fourth episode, and this is the last episode of this season. The second season will start next week. So, um, there's two topics that I will be discussing tonight. The first topic is dealing with the aftermath of abuse. The second topic is regaining your self-esteem. So, let's jump on into this. So, the first topic, dealing with the aftermath of abuse. Here we go. Don't feel bad for staying with your abuser for days, months, and years. Abusers aren't going to change their toxic ways. However, it isn't the victim's fault. There are several things that a victim of abuse deals with on a daily basis. You can be experiencing PTSD from the abuse that that you have endured for years and the abuse that still continues after you left your abuser. When you have a child or children with abuser, it never ends. After you left your abuser, you still have to deal with the verbal, psychological, and financial abuse. Financial fear will set in because you are put in financial hardship due to your abuse. Here's the questions that a lot of people dealing with financial abuse after they left their abuser with their child or children ask themselves a lot. Number one, how can I pay my rent? Two, how can I buy my groceries? Three, How can I make my car payment that takes my child to and from school and to and from school activities? Four, how am I going to keep the electricity on when I only have two or three dollars in the bank account? These things go through the victim's mind every single day when in financial hardship after leaving their abuser. While their abuser is giving their money to their new supply or new partner, Meanwhile, not helping the victim at all. I'm not saying this is all its abusers. However, most victims of abuse are going through financial hardship after leaving their abuser. You will have to pay for all the school clothes, shoes, supplies, lunch boxes, ice packs, doctors, <clears throat> co-pays, medication, life insurance policy, iPad or laptop because of school when your abuser does not reimburse you or help you out financially and it can literally make you so upset when you are seeing your abuser on social media platforms with their new supply or partner paying for carriage rides, expensive dinners, going on several vacations. So your abusers claim they don't have the money. They just choose not to take financial responsibility for their child or children, especially when stated in your court documents that the abuser um, must, um, they must owe you what's stated in the court document and the judge orders the abuser, they're supposed to reimburse you a certain percentage for medical expenses and medications. However, you will continue to provide it all for your child or children, no matter how bad financially that you are struggling, for you always have to work an extra job. 
and it's okay because you love your child and children unconditionally and will give them the world daily. I still don't comprehend where abusers think it's okay to withhold helping you financially with your child or children. And the victims are still being a parent daily, working with no breaks, no timeouts, no time to cry, no time for yourself. You have to get through all of it with a brave face and your abuser still has the audacity to call you a bad parent or a bad person. That's so disrespectful and disgusting. And you are still trying to co-parent with a narcissist who only cares about themselves and their needs. Trying to co-parent with a narcissist, it's like trying to get pudding to stick to the wall. Co-parenting means meeting in the middle for you all's child or children. The narcissist only cares about using tactics to try to turn your child or children away from you by lying on you. I really believe... I really believe that... I really believe... I really believe that the child or children should not be involved in adult matters. However, the abuser will most likely uh, get your uh, child or children involved in adult matters all the time. That isn't right for the child or children because the child or children deserves a life, stress-free uh, life as much as possible. When your child or children get older, like in their teenage years or a few years before then, your child or children will always see the truth of the abuser in their manipulative ways. Okay, I have a question. I received a question I would like to answer. What if my abuser is brainwashing my kids? First of all, mainly your if your child's old enough, they're gonna most likely state come to you because they feel comfortable talking to you what the abuser said about you. You don't have to degrade the abuser. However, you can set the record straight. Uh, say if the abuser said that you, like you're an alcoholic and you tell your child I don't drink I don't have a police record I've never been arrested that's not in the court filings you know things like that and that way your children will know the truth and plus your children your child or children doesn't see you drinking so it's and also if your abuser can also state that you're mentally unstable. When you carry your daily task on daily, you don't you don't curse, you don't throw objects, you maintain a a very normal environment. It's not it's not toxic and um so you're not mentally unstable. And your child sees that daily, that you're not mentally unstable because you're carrying on with your daily life. You have your family, you have your friends, their relationships are sturdy. And um, you're not. 
And maybe like years ago, maybe they're falling on something that happened decades ago. However, that's not your mentality now. And it hasn't been your mentality for decades. You know? And I think it's awful, though, that any parent would try that tries to turn a child against other parent like that. However, it, can, it goes on daily. It's a daily thing. But, like, we just have to, like, sit, you know, on our child or children. When, like I stated, too, when they get to a certain age, they will see the truth. Okay? Thank you for the question. A child or children really need counseling if they are experiencing living with your abuser most of the time. It will help your child or children tremendously. Also, it's best for you to seek a counselor, therapist, or psychiatrist also. And I want to go more into the um, financial hardship, too, that you're facing. Because here's things you can do if you're like going through a financial hardship. <clears throat> um, you may be like low on funds a month where you have to ask family or close friends for money and that's okay. Um, you may have to take a second a part-time job. You may have to, you know, babysit or whatever. Clean houses, whatever, you know. Just take a part-time job. To, you know, because sometimes you do get, a, like you are struggling financially and you do need more money because you're not receiving it, like I stated, from your abuser. Even though it's stated in the court documents, even though your abuser constantly is giving their new supplier, or new partner, like, uh, great vacations. They're posting all over social media. It's not hidden because most abusers do that. Or they're taking, like, you know, carriage rides, buying them expensive dinners, you know, things like that. And it's all over social media, and you're like, so you're telling me you can't financially reimburse me? However, you can give your new partner or your new supply, like, spend, what, $2,000 on a carriage ride, $100 steak apiece, or you can go on this stream. A extravagant vacation and spend like a thousands of dollars but you cannot help financially with your child I think that's so bogus and it's so wrong to withhold funds if you're all over social media and you're going to concerts constantly and things like that it's so wrong because it's you're lying about your financial state the abusers lying when the, they say oh I don't have the money to help you um, financially with our child. However, social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, uh, thank, thanks to the person that donated the dollar. I really appreciate it very much. It, it just shows like the abuser, like the, how much they, you know, they lot, don't take responsibility financially for their child or children like they say oh I don't have the money for that copay or I can't help you out with that however you're looking on social media they're taking their new partner to like Hawaii or their new supply I say either it's the same thing to me um they're like at Hawaii Hawaii is not cheap what 
eight to ten thousand dollars or more to go to Hawaii, or they're going on a carriage ride that's about two thousand or a thousand dollars. They're going on to concerts all the time. That costs a lot of money. You got to have food. You got to have drinks during the concert, and you're staying to your fits them. Oh, I can't help you financially. I can't reimburse you. And you're still looking on their social media. It would be different. They were financially struggling. However, most abusers are not. They're just giving the money to their new partner and they supply it to satisfy them. While you're withholding, you are carrying your child financially. And I think that is so wrong. Because they're also going against a court order. Most of them. And, um... I just think it's wrong if you're like because you're it's like your proof is all over social media Facebook TikTok wherever your abuser is like has pictures of their new partner or new supply like at Hawaii and they're gonna say oh I can't help you financially oh well you just spent eight to ten thousand dollars on that trip and you can't help me with a copay that's not right to withhold funds to help with their child and I'm not saying all uh, abusers do this or abusers but most of them do because it's one of their tactics to get you in that financial hold but like I said there's ways like you can do it like you can get you a part-time job or another job like you can babysit or you can clean house you can do whatever to make extra money and um but yeah, it's real upsetting to watch your abuser like spending a lot of money and, and like spreading it all over every social media platform with their new partner, like bu buying carriage rides, expensive dinners, going on a striving and vacations. It's, it's really, it's so, it's not showing accountability. It's not taking responsibility financially for your child or children. It's like saying, well, I can do what I want to do financially, but when my child needs to go to the doctor and really sick, I'll just let my victim take, you know, take care of that as usual. And I will not reimburse. And even though it's stated by the court, they still won't do it because they think they've got by with it for years and they think they will continue to get by. However, one day they will not get by. So, and I just think it's, it's sad though, like, I just don't understand it, how uh, abusers can go on social media and do that, and actually tell the victim, like, I don't have money for medication, I don't have money for the doctor to help you with copay, I don't have money to help you with this and that, knowing the whole time you're watching all social media platforms, they're buying carriage rides. They're going to extravagant vacations. What? <laughs> Sorry, that scared me. I don't know what that was. <laughs> With their new partner. Man. What was that? Was that like a late firework kind of thing? <laughs> it is past the 4th. Some people are still shooting fireworks. But I don't know what that was probably was fireworks because it's been going off in our neighborhood and that's not fourth no more but <laughs> that's another subject however so 
But you know, you will still continue to um, financially provide for kid. And I'm not saying it's because you will do it because you want your child to have the best uh, health care. You know, you want to have the best provider if they're sick to get the best medication. You want them to have the best in life. So you will continue to do what you have to do financially to make it happen. And kudos to you, all the victims that's doing that, that's in financial hardships. I know it's hard. I can personally relate. And just keep up the good work because it will get better. So let's go to the next subject. Excuse me, I'm going to grab a drink real quick. Regaining your self-esteem. I am going to state, I stated this in the last podcast, and I want to state this Bible verse again, because I believe it is, it goes, it is meant for victims of abuse, and it is found in Psalm chapter 34, verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are Christian spirit. I want to repeat that again. And I want to focus really. Think about the last part. After the end. The Lord is close to the broken hearted. And saves those. Who are Christian spirit. Psalm chapter 34 verse 18. I am talking about regaining your self esteem. Speaking and writing. And this is for the victims of abuse. Speaking and writing positive characteristics about yourself daily. I'm speaking to, you know, it's victim or victims of abuse. You can write your positive characteristics about yourself on sticky pads or on a sheet of paper and stick it to your mirror closet or refrigerator. Or you can stick them all over your wall, wherever, you know. So you can uh, say the positive characteristics about yourself daily and focus on it. You must start proclaiming daily the positive things about yourself to encourage yourself or lift yourself up. When having a child or children with an abuser, they will continue to degrade your character. So continue to ignore your abuser words and focus on the positive characteristics of yourself because you will have a lot of bad days that your self-esteem is so low. And this will lift your spirit and your self-esteem. Here are some examples of characteristics that you can type, write, and proclaim and focus on daily. I am strong, independent, smart, beautiful, handsome, loving, humble, brave, patient, great mother or father, great listener, Go-oriented, ambitious, empathetic for hurting people, bold. Courageous, spiritual, faithful, trustworthy, humble, virtuous man or woman, and hardworking. There are more that you can list about yourself. You can also say that you are uniquely and divinely created. Also, you can listen to encouraging songs 
on a daily basis. Also, always believe in yourself because you are a strong woman or man. I'm so proud of you for leaving your abuser. I'm so proud of you for forgiving your abuser and healing from your abuse. You know too much to go back and pretend. Yes, you are wise, for it is wisdom from all the abuse that you endured. Your abuser can mend you, not break you. You will make a strong comeback. You can do anything and fulfill and still fulfill your purpose in life. Here's an encouraging paragraph and uplifting words that you can write down and save and proclaim if you will like. Today, know that you are good enough. Stop worrying if you're pre- or handsome enough, strong enough, <clears throat> rich enough, smart enough. You must know that you are enough. Don't let the negative thoughts have power over you. Take a deep breath and know that you matter and you are enough. That is by Rose Hill Designs by Heather. I'll spell the last name because I'm so afraid I'll mess it up. S-I-L-L-U-F-S-E-N. I'm going to read that again. Let's put that up again and read that again. You can write this down too or you can, you know, write it down and keep it. Repeat it daily. <clears throat> Today. Know that you are good enough. Stop worrying if you're pretty or handsome enough. Smart, uh, strong enough. Rich enough. Smart enough. You must know that you are enough. Don't let negative thoughts have power over you. Take a deep breath. And know that you matter and you are enough. By Rose Hill Designs by Heather S-I-L-L-U-F-S-E-N. And like I stated before, you can like write down on, um, sticky notes. That's what I do because it's easier than write them down or you can type them up. And our sticky notes are better in my opinion. But like if you rather type them up, you can type them up. You know, the great characteristics by yourself, like you can say you're strong. You're independent, you're smart, you're beautiful. And you can put it like on your mirror in your bathroom, put it all over your walls in your room, and you can continue to state that. You're loving, you're humble, you're brave, you're patient, you're a great mother, father, great listener. You're go-oriented, you're ambitious. Empathetic for hurting people. You're bold. You're courageous. You're spiritual. Faithful. Trustworthy. You're humble. And you are uniquely and divinely created. And you can add more to those too. And I also recommend listening to encouraging songs. You know, you can listen to encouraging songs also. 
So, and, um, yeah, you ha you can state these characteristics about yourself because it will, that's how you regain, regain your self-esteem. Um, you have to proclaim it every day and sometimes more than daily. Like when you're writing these positive characteristics, I like, and sometimes I think of different ones when I'm, you know, sometimes you may think of a different, a character, great characteristic that you have, like after you wrote uh, great characteristics about yourself, you might, you know, remember other ones. And you can also donate in the description, um, however you're not obligated to. The donation is to help me expand my operation, but you're not obligated to. Um, like, you can say, you can write these down daily and just focus on them. Because there will be days when you struggle with your having low self-esteem because of the abuse. And you can say you're ambitious, you're courageous, you're spiritual, you're faithful, you're trustworthy, you're humble, you're a hardworking man or woman, um, you're independent, you're smart, you're strong, you're brave, you're patient, you're empathetic for hurting people. Um, because what you're doing is you're taking all the the degrading comments that you've heard from your abuser for years and you're replacing them with the positive characteristics that you actually have all the degrading comments that your abuser is stating isn't true so you're just replacing that. However, the degrading comments will, you know, affect your self-esteem. That's why you have to regain your self-esteem by, you know, writing down or typing up positive characteristics by yourself and proclaim it daily or more than once a day and um, stick to it because once you state it and you're having a bad day, say you're abuser, ex-abuser is uh, degrading you, and then you go back and you look at your sticky note and you're like, hey, I'm brave. Hey, I'm uh, courageous. Hey, I am empathetic for hurting people. I am spiritual. I'm bold. You're trustworthy. You know, you go back and you, you see all the positive characteristics that you stated about yourself and then you they will automatically just keep popping into your head once you keep stating them reading them and when the abuser comes attacking you it's like what they're saying just is like grain of sand it doesn't matter will blow away all the negative degrading comments that your abuser said to you about you will just blow away like a grain of sand so
just continue to state these positive characteristics daily or more, more than once daily. Because I am proud of you if you have left your abuser. Um, I'm proud of you if you have left your abuser. Because I was a very courageous act on your part to leave your abuser. And I'm proud of you for continuing to fulfill your purpose in life. And don't give up the fight. Continue to fulfill your purpose. Even though your abuser, S-abuser, keeps attacking you, she's just making you stronger. You can actually take, take the words that, the bad words that they said about you and you're like well I'm building my mansion I'm taking all the stones you're throwing at me and I'm building my mansion because <laughs> you are because you have because uh, you have a lot a lot of great characteristics if you're a victim and you have endured a lot and you are courageous and you are very very courageous and brave for leaving your abuser and for that I am so proud of you and continue to like I said just continue to uh, fulfill your life's purpose and don't let the abuser it's abuser get to you and I am wrapping up my podcast however I am taking calls. If you have any questions, you can call at 731-259-0277. So if you have any questions, you can call 731-259-0277. And we'll, we'll keep that open for a few minutes. And I'm so, like I said... I'm so, I'm so amazed because I've heard, I've heard other people's stories too. I, I'm so amazed of how courageous victims of abuse are actually are because it takes a lot of courage and bravery to walk away from your abuser. And you've done it, you survived it, you're still surviving it, and you're becoming stronger, you're forgiving your abuser, you're setting and sticking to your boundaries, and you're writing your, um, you're writing your, um, daily, positive daily characteristics about yourself. And you're proclaiming them daily or once a day. Well, that's something you can start. Because <laughs> I highly recommend it. You can start. And also, like, find encouraging songs to listen to. Uplifting, encouraging songs. That will keep you motivated when you're having a, a bad day with your self-esteem. Because they are great songs. You can search up that are great. I would list some, but I don't want to get like a find or banned or anything like that. But like 
I mean, if you email me, though, I'll be more than happy to, like, give you a list of the songs that I listen to um, practically on a daily basis that have helped me, have encouraged me. How do you stop the abuser from harassing you? Very good question. I just got a question. How do you stop the abuser from harassing you? <laughs> okay, so were you married to the abuser? Or was it a boyfriend or girlfriend kind of situation? Do you have children or a child with the abuser? Okay. So... If they're continuing to harass you, you can file a restraining order. First of all, you can set your boundaries. You can say, um, there's no child. Okay. First of all, you can set your boundaries, though, and state, look, you will not, I will not allow you to keep harassing me, or I will be contacting my local law enforcement. And if they continue to threaten you or harass you, you can go to your local law enforcement and file a restraining order. You will not need an attorney to go to court for a restraining order unless you already have an attorney for a custody or divorce matter. But you say you didn't have a child, so let's just etch the custody out. Let's say you're going through a divorce. So if you're going through a divorce, then you can bring your attorney to you with the court hearing about the restraining order. If you're not going through a divorce, you don't you still don't need an attorney. Either way, you do not need an attorney to go to court about the restraining. However, you will need your text, you will need your recordings, you will need all the evidence, voicemail or whatever your abuser has sent you threatening your life and harassing you. And the harassing text. I got, okay, here's another, I got children, how do I stop my ex from telling her, her bad stuff about me? Okay, so this person has an ex, I'm taking it like it's a, one child, okay, so how do I stop from, that's from telling her bad stuff about me most likely you can't because oh it's you just can't because you can't because if most likely your abuser will take it out on your child or children but you can like let your child or children know that that's false statement or statements or if it's true, you can state which of the things was true and that it happened years ago and it wasn't your fault. It's just, I'm going to go for instance here. For instance, say you were decades ago, you were very depressed and you had to go to a mental institution, which fine. If you need extra help, that's fine. Um, sometimes that happens. You had no children at the time with this person or no child. And then years later, when you go through a divorce, your ex 
tells your child or children that you went to this mental institution. Not stating the reason why you went there. Not stating that you were going through depression, bad depression. However, that was decades ago and shouldn't even been brought up to your child or children. However, then you come along and you say that. Look, yes, I went there because sometimes you need extra help because I was very depressed. And uh, I wouldn't know if I would say the whole, but like when you're depressed, you know, you sometimes you do need extra help. But however, you just state that you just need the extra help. However, you're not depressed anymore. You got the help that you needed. You're not that person you was decades ago. And that will shut down that whole conversation that that abuser said. How do I leave my abuser keeps hitting me and saying, if if I leave, he will kill my family and me. Okay, how do I leave if my abuser keeps hitting me and saying, if I leave, he will kill my family and me. Um, okay, this is what you do. Does your abuser work? Hold a full-time job, yes or no? If, if you can return. Part-time job, okay. Your abuser has a part-time job. Okay, so when your abuser's at work, here's what you do. You take your kid or kids, pack up as much stuff as you can, get in your car. I don't know if you have parents or family members, sister, brother, whatever, call them up. Or um, they do have homes there you can call or friend until you can find a, place, a safe place until then. Call a family member or friend and I'm sure they will let you stay with them. And, um, so stay with it, go to the person's house, and like I said, hurry up and pack up everything you can. Uh, and, um, after you pack up everything you can, go to, like, your family or friend's house, and then let your kids stay there while you go file a restraining order since that person, your abuser, threatened to kill you and your family. And you tell them that that's when you'll want to file a restraining order. And um, then you will have to go to court for that. And the restraining order will be put in place and will keep you safe. So he will not kill your family and friends. And I'm sorry that you're going through that. And the next question is how can I get the money out of the bank? Um, and like I said, you can do that while he's at work. Um, get the money out of the bank. Close the account, too, after you get the money out. Close the account. That's, sometimes that's not, you know, the thing you're thinking about. I understand you just want to be safe. You want your kids to be safe. But however, just get the money out of your account. Close the account. So that's all the time that we have for this last episode of the season and thank you all for joining i'm so glad and i hope this has helped you you can go back subscribe also and you can don't 
The donation link is in the description. And however, you're not obligated to give. And I hope these podcasts have helped you. And you can go back and listen to my other podcasts. And I hope you all have a great uh, Thursday night. <laughs>